This is Michael Popak, Legal AF, with uh, breaking news. I never thought I'd say breaking news about a change to a law that's been on the books since uh, 1887. But we have a brand new Electoral Count Reform Act being passed by this Congress, along with President Joe Biden, and a reform to the Presidential Transition Improvement Act that was already on the books. Why is that important? Because it is the Electoral Count Act of 1887 that John Eastman, Peter Navarro, Meadows, and others around Donald Trump and Donald Trump tried to use to exploit to avoid the peaceful transfer of power and try to muck up the works and throw a monkey wrench into that peaceful transition by trying to exploit loopholes where in the Electoral Count Act of 1887. They did it in various ways because that act allowed just one member of the House, one member of the House, to challenge another state's electoral vote. Uh, That's exactly what they did. They got one member of the House to stand up and grind the transition to a complete halt. They also had some uh, uh, some uh, insecure provisions or provisions that were not clear with ambiguities about how the court process would play out if there was a challenge to the electoral vote. There was also some lack of clarity about uh, slates of electors that would be sent in, who would have to sign them for each state, who could reject them. And then finally, there was ambiguities that were attempted to be exploited in the role of the vice president in the process, which led to a tremendous pressure being placed on Mike Pence by John Eastman, by the Department of Justice, by uh, Donald Trump, uh, leading to the now infamous cry of hang Mike Pence. Well, let's call it the hang Mike Pence amendment, uh, which is now resulting from the new changes to the Electoral Count Act. How did we get to the Electoral Count Act? Well, that was a cleanup after another disastrous election albeit not one that led to a riot and an assault and almost the fall of our capital, but one that was equally uh, rife with fraud, backroom dealings, and an attempt by those in power to cling to power. So uh, in 1876, 10 years or so before the Electoral Count Act was passed, there was a now infamous uh, campaign between Rutherford B. Hayes and Sam Tilden. And Rutherford B. Hayes and Sam Tilden came out of Election Day with Sam Tilden ahead in the electoral count and ahead in the popular vote and Rutherford B. Hayes Hayes behind in both. But um, there was a challenge with competing slates of electors. This sounds familiar. They were being sent in from various states in the South, including Florida, Louisiana, and South Carolina. So uh, there was a deal that was brokered in that election in which the all of those 20 electoral votes were given to Rutherford B. Hayes to make him the president of the United States, although he hadn't really won those states, it was given to him in the back office uh, or backroom negotiations in return for something, in return for federal troops being removed from the South where they had been policing and executing the uh, restoration uh, of the Union uh, following the Civil War and under Lincoln. So when Reconstruction was ended, that was the compromise. The, uh, The president agreed, once he was elected, to end Reconstruction in the South, take federal troops 
mainly northern federal troops out of the south and return he would be president well that unsavory compromise which led to a candidate who did not win the electoral vote and did not win the popular vote being one of our presidents led 10 years later to the reform uh, of 1887 in the electoral count act but apparently they didn't clean up enough of the loose language and ambiguities and those are those loopholes that John Eastman and Donald Trump try to exploit, arguing that the vice president did not have just a ceremonial role in the uh, of counting of the electoral votes and the certifying of the election for one candidate or the other, but he could actually stop the vote counting, investigate uh, votes from different states, uh, decide disputes among competing slates of electors, and everything that, frankly, he was not empowered to do at all, except with a very bizarre, strange, illegal interpretation of the elect, the original Electoral Count Act. So, uh, and, and they also took a page, um, the MAGA Republicans and John Eastman, out of the 1876 election by creating these false slates of electors and sending them in to the National Archive for counting and to the Congress for counting. They were not signed by the governors of those states. They were not signed by the secretary of states of those states. They were really just signed by these renegade rogue uh, uh, electors, slates of electors, handpicked by MAGA to, again, throw a monkey wrench into our peaceful transition of power process. Now, with the new law that got passed, it was a bipartisan bill in the Senate that was sponsored by both Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer for the Democrats, sponsored by Joe Manchin, sponsored by Susan Collins in Maine, getting a full group of senators in the um, in the Senate to support it. It then got passed by the Senate, delivered to the president just several days ago, where he signed it as part of the $1.75 trillion spending bill. What does Senate Bill 4573 do, now law? First of all, it declares once and for all that there shall only be a single slate of electors per state, and that single slate has to be signed by the governor unless the state provides for the signing by another official like the Secretary of State. So no governor, no Secretary of State official seal, no dice on uh, a list of electors. So we won't have competing slates of electors or the attempted fraudulent slate of electors in the future. Secondly, it expanded or expedited judicial review. Any um, losing candidate can go directly to a three-judge panel at the trial level. Three judges will hear it at the trial level, and then there will be an immediate appeal directly to the Supreme Court by the losing candidate. If there's other challenges by states and other citizens of the electoral count, That is a discretionary uh, jurisdiction for the Supreme Court. They can choose to take up the case or not at their discretion. The new uh, amendments to the Act, to the Electoral Count Act and the Presidential Transition Improvement Act, will declare once and for all, have declared once and for all, that the vice president's role is merely ministerial and ceremonial. He cannot do anything. Um, He can't accept or reject or adjudicate disputes over the electoral vote. He has no power other than ceremonial, and that's now established clearly in the amendment. We also have the um, 
We also have the uh, improvements to the Presidential Transition Act so that whereas Donald Trump clung to power to the final days and refused to cooperate with the transition of power, meaning that all of the shadow cabinet of Joe Biden and all of the people that he had chosen for office couldn't get their hands on transition materials, couldn't get their hands on government resources and taxpayer resources. If you recall, they had to actually sue uh, the head of certain departments who were responsible for budgeting and, and doling out the money to the winning candidate. The new amendment makes it clear that either the person who loses concedes, or if they don't concede within five days, the person that is, is, uh, has on paper all the electoral votes to be the president is presumed to be the presidential candidate and has access to all of the funds, all of the materials immediately. And if there's more than one of those people who think they've won the election, then both of them are treated as the presumed winner uh, to get access so that we have a peaceful transfer of power without delay, as opposed to what we had here, which was you know, Mark Meadows burning documents in his fireplace, not allowing the Biden administration, incoming Biden administration, to have access to any of the White House briefing materials or presidential briefing books um, to get going so that there was a gap of knowledge in transition that could harm and did harm the United States and its interests around the world. That will now be eliminated by the new changes in the new law that Joe Biden just signed another legislative victory for the president of the United States um, in his first two years in office. The list goes on and grows, but here is yet another bipartisan act. It's the second one in two weeks. We already had the the law that now establishes federal recognition for gay marriage, um, which was also bipartisan, picking up 10 or 11 Republican Senate votes. And now we have, again, a change to a 135-year-old law just a year or so after, or two years after Jan 6th in record time to make sure that the next Donald Trump or this Donald Trump doesn't attempt to exploit loopholes to cling to power in an unconstitutional or illegal fashion. This is Michael Popak, Legal AF, reporting about the amendments that have just been passed and signed by Joe Biden to the Electoral Count Act and the Presidential Transition Improvement Act.